One of the most common questions I receive from people who find my YouTube channel, who find me on Google, is what causes retroactive jealousy? Often they'll tell me about their struggles, they'll tell me that they're struggling with painful, annoying, unwanted, intrusive thoughts about their partner's past. They'll give me some rundown of their relationship history or their psychological history, and they'll basically ask me, Zach, what causes this? There are many potential causes of retroactive jealousy, and I've spoken about some of them on this channel. But today I want to talk about one of the secret causes of retroactive jealousy that I don't hear a lot of people talking about that I think is really interesting and that I think you should know or at least think about if you're a retroactive jealousy sufferer. My name is Zachary Stockhill and since 2013 I've been helping men and women from all over the world overcome painful, unwanted, intrusive thoughts about their partner's past, helping them overcome retroactive jealousy. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one -on -one or you'd like more information about my work, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com. So when we think of retroactive jealousy, we generally think about painful, unwanted, intrusive thoughts, often a feeling of anxiety or panic or dread around a partner's past relationships and or sexual slash dating history. We think of painful, unwanted, intrusive thoughts. We think of intense and sometimes obsessive curiosity. We think of what I call mental movies, where you're kind of playing all these crazy pornographic films sometimes in your head about your partner with other people. That's generally what we think about when we think of retroactive jealousy. But I have heard a similar comment from, at this point, dozens of coaching clients over the years that's given me pause, that led me to the conclusion that there could be another cause of retroactive jealousy beyond questions about values, beyond genetics, beyond anything else. Over the years, needless to say, I have had dozens and dozens, hundreds at this point, of coaching clients open up to me about their partner's past dating or sexual experiences that really trouble them. Sometimes my clients have genuine questions about their partner's choices in the past, about their partner's values, and all the rest. And it's very interesting that for a lot of these clients, when they learned about their partner's past experience, for example, experimenting with drugs, they experienced the same physical symptoms, the same sense of anxiety and dread as when they learned about some of their partner's dating experiences and sexual experiences in the past. Many of my clients have told me stories like this. And the interesting thing is they say it feels the exact same. Learning about their partner, you know, taking some drug at a party years ago, inspires the same sense of dread, inspires the same panic, inspires the same physical sensations that they get when they think about their partner's, you know, experience having one night stand, for example, or their partner's past relationship from many years ago. I think one of the secret causes of retroactive jealousy that I don't hear a lot of people talking about is simple fear of the unknown. Often when we fall in love with someone, we become captivated by them, we become smitten by them, and perhaps on some level, we're idealizing them to some extent. I talk about pedestalizing your partner, tearing down the pedestal, because a lot of retroactive jealousy sufferers, maybe without realizing it, are putting their partners up on this pedestal. They have this kind of glorified or idealized image of their partner that doesn't necessarily correspond with reality because we're all flawed, we're all imperfect. And thus it makes sense that a lot of my clients experience the same symptoms, experience the same emotions when they learn about their partner's drug history as when they learn about their partner's sexual history. Because for many of us, many jealousy sufferers and retroactive jealousy sufferers alike, it's almost impossible to imagine our partner with anyone else. We're with our partner, they seem so devoted to us, we're experiencing you know, incredible sex together and all of our hormones are elevated and we just feel incredible. And on some level, it doesn't even make sense thinking that this person who we love and adore so much could be having a one night stand in the past or could be loving another woman as the case could be or could be having sexual experiences with anyone other than us. 
doesn't really make sense when we're in the state of jealousy, and especially when we're in a state of infatuation, often with a new partner. Similarly, it doesn't compute, it doesn't make sense to us on a very real level when we think about our partner maybe doing some drug one night in a club, even though this could have been 20 years ago, even though this, you know, maybe they, they did this drug once, wasn't a habit, wasn't a big deal, just something that happened a long time ago. It doesn't make sense to our head that this beautiful, you know, in some cases, angelic woman beside me, the mother of my children, and this woman who's just incredible, it doesn't make sense that she could also be in a club doing a drug, you know, 20 years ago with her friends. It's almost like those things don't match, it doesn't make sense. So I think this is simply about fear of the unknown. It's about catching a glimpse of our partner, perhaps in another life, that doesn't correspond with the glorified, idealized image we're painting of our partner in the present. You've probably heard of the Madonna whore complex. I've spoken about it elsewhere on this channel. Maybe my wonderful YouTube editor could put a card over my head with a little more information about that. I think this experience can be related to the Madonna whore complex, where a lot of men in particular go around kind of slotting women into two categories. Often they're not quite sure which one a woman fits into. They meet a woman, they become infatuated, and they're trying to decide, is she the Madonna? Is she like mom? Is she virginal and pure and all these things? Or is she the whore? It's almost for guys, it's like there's no in-between. So if that sounds familiar, if you learn something else about your partner's past that wasn't necessarily related to her sex life or his sex life or their dating life, but it still troubled you, it still inspired those same feelings of dread or anxiety or panic, it might be worth checking in with yourself whether or not you're idealizing or pedestalizing your partner to some extent. It would also be worthwhile to spend some time thinking about the fact that you're never going to entirely know your partner. There's always going to be some element of your partner that is going to be slightly mysterious. There's always going to be some aspect perhaps of their past or, or whatever, or their personality that is slightly mysterious to you. And that's okay, because believe it or not, that is partly what creates attraction between two people. It's catching a glimpse of something mysterious and interesting, either in their personality or in their demeanor or in their energy or in their spirit, something slightly mysterious that seems appealing and you wanna know more. I think it's a bad sign if you wake up one morning and you decide, you know what, I know everything there is to know about my partner. If you lack curiosity and you think that you have them all figured out. Because number one, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no one has anyone else entirely figured out. And number two, you're opening yourself up to some sense of boredom, I think, in the relationship at some point later on. In fact, you might be bored right now if you feel like you've got your partner all figured out. Now, naturally, I am not saying that everyone has these, you know, somewhat transgressive episodes in their past. I'm not saying that everyone has a history of drug use or anything else in their past. Of course, that's not what I'm suggesting. But start making peace with the unknown. Start making peace with the idea that you're never going to know anyone else 100%. Human beings are incredibly complicated. There's no such thing as certainty in life, certainly not in love, certainly not in relationships. And if you're trying to get to the bottom of your partner, you're trying to learn absolutely everything you can about them in an attempt to kind of ease your insecurity and ease your jealousy and ease your anxiety, it's not going to work. I think making peace with the fundamental unknowingness of your partner, if that's even a word, making peace with the parts of your partner that you may never entirely know or understand is a much better pathway to peace. If you wanna learn more about what I'm talking about, if anything I said in this video resonates, if you're struggling with the question of your partner's values or their choices or, or anything else, I've helped many people work through similar questions, similar concerns, similar anxieties over the past 10 years of full-time relationship coaching 
So if you'd like help overcoming retroactive jealousy and working your way through some of these questions, please click the link in the description to learn all about signing up for one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.